You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, golden again. Are you even from away, Maddie? Oh, yes, sir. A few jigs done out that way last night, I would have to say. No, just a little bit. Canada takes uh, a humongous overtime victory over Czechia. Dylan Gunther with the game winner in overtime set up by perhaps one of the most underrated players going into the mm. tournament. But definitely um, he was carved, about him now. carved out a little <laughs> bit of a, a name for himself at this tournament in Joshua Waugh. How the hell you get him in the fifth round? Incredible. <laughs> uh, he was outstanding all tournament long. He was key in that game once again. There's so much to get into, and we'll do it all here on the show. Thanks for joining us. The big show in the morning. No George Russick. My name is Matt Rose, Patty Dumas. Uh, GVP had school or something. So <laughs> He's doing a Flames game tonight, actually, too. <laughs> oh, good for him. Yeah. I'll be there. Oh, it's Brody go. in the other room. Broads. Morning, boys. How's it going? Oh, we're feeling good. We're feeling good today. I will say, I didn't think it had as much juice as beating the Americans. That hit a little bit different. But nevertheless, yeah. a great game. Um, I don't even know really where to start. Canada goes out, they play pretty well. I thought it was maybe the most impactful game for some of the guys on that top line. Mm-hmm. Brennan Othman, Shane Wright's best game in the tournament for sure. Mm-hmm. Scores mm-hmm. a beautiful goal and then just yeah. ice. Yeah. No selly. Yeah. Two nothing. Mm-hmm. Love that from him. Mm-hmm. The barn. Incredible. <laughs> ten out of ten. Oh my god. I I, I will say that I've uh uh, James Duthie was talking with Luke Tardif in the first or second intermission or whatever it was. And one of the questions was like uh, the this tournament in smaller venues. Yeah. And he was like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a small city, but like it's essentially like this is what they want. I think they were really, really taken aback from that August thing. And I mean, I get it. It's summertime. Sure. Nobody wants to watch the World Juniors in August. It sucks. Uh, it's something about that tournament being played around Christmas time and uh yeah, uh, ten thousand. I was ten thousand six thirty six against the Americans. I can imagine it was probably they jammed a couple more in there oh, somehow. Yeah. Standing that, room only uh, for that check game. But man, that was that was an electric atmosphere. I remember they were just climbing on the glass. Like after the after Gunther's overtime winner, they were just trying to go. Yeah, the glass. The guys the got his cell phone. He's like, yeah, look at this. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Connor Bedard. Czechia did a really good job of limiting Holy what he could do. Crap. Every time he had the puck, it felt like there was three guys draped all over him. And yeah. he knew Czechia was going to come out and they were going to play physical because yep. that's how they kind of won in the first game way back on Boxing Day. It was yep. a big part of it. It's a big team. And they, it is a big team. Yeah. They're like Their average height is like 6'2", and I think 185, <laughs> which for this tournament is like pretty big. Um, and, and they were outstanding as far as throwing a blanket over, over Connor Bedard. Yeah. Um, but that's when you need your other guys to come through. He was, yeah, exactly. And he was getting frustrated at points. Like, Very he, much. Like, with the refs, like they were clutching, they were grabbing, they were doing everything they could to not let him make an impact or get free. And I mean, the diving pass, the toe hook pass that oh he made to, to Stan Coven. It's, or not even Stan Coven. It was, uh, uh, might have been Stan Coven, actually. I think it actually was Stan Coven. Yeah, okay. Coven. Yeah, actually, it was Stan Coven. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> Like uh, that was like, and then like that was the first thing he's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about my game. I want to talk about this team and everything like that. And like the only game he was held off the score sheet is in the gold medal game. Uh, but you know that goes to show like 
It took a while, but it, until it took the semifinals and the gold medal game, the rest of the team, you know, put up here. Um, I w- the third period was strange, and I don't know if you felt the same, but the first TV timeout wasn't until after Czech had scored their two goals. It was 15 minutes into the period. Yeah. And I thought that was going to go really poorly for Canada because how how it went was, honestly, Canada, I thought, played very well in the first start of the third mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. just dominant for about 12 minutes. But then Checky gets one rush, defended kind of well. The puck gets turned over to the blue line. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a great pass through the seam to uh, Edward Soleil, hard shots. And then the rebound gets knocked in and everything went quiet. Yep. Yep. And then they followed it up with the Czechia top line right over the boards. Mm -hmm. Another great shift. A minute later, boom, tie game. Yeah. And it was even more (laughs) quiet. And then it was a TV timeout. And then it was a minute and a half of play. And then it was a TV timeout. And then there was a minute and a half on the clock. Mm -hmm. And I was going, this does not bode well. Yeah. You got to get to overtime now. That's how I was looking at it at that point, mm-hmm. and and like, like like the with the with with Suchonic, and you thought like oh my god oh, that man. guy was just like after he gets let his and leg. after he stays in the game yeah I was like, did a, he just tear his groin yeah something or or, his, or knee or something like the that, way he got wrapped around the post and then the um, bank you're landing on him awkwardly it was just, it did not look good but he stayed in the game and um yeah he <laughs> he almost like. You feel bad for him so bad because he played like he was named goalie of the tournament. He was for outstanding. Sure. Um, but yeah. even we talked to Jason Bukla, and it's like, nah, well, it's still, it's, we'll see. Yeah, it's, we'll see if he gets a prospect camp invite yeah, just right. the way the tournament goes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of unfortunate. But at the same time, um, congratulations to the Czech squad who had yeah. a, gr- a great showing. It's their first time in the gold medal game in 22 years. Yeah, first they medal silver. Oh, five. They get to overtime. Yeah. They got a lot of guys who are going to be coming back. Like yeah. Soleil is a 2023 eligible draft pick mm-hmm. and probably not going to be in the NHL next year. No. That would be a bit of a surprise, I think. So if he can go next year and, and kind of take a step forward, already playing on their mm-hmm. top line, and they talked about it during the broadcast, he was outstanding at their U18s. I remember, I think it was Lou who was talking about him after those tournaments because he's a big power winger mm-hmm. with some speed. But... A lot to like. Um, I wanted to give a couple shout-outs to some of the, the maybe less marquee names because we all know Connor Bedard and, and Dylan Gunther, the Vancouver Canucks prospect. Cody's. Oh, really? How'd that happen? <laughs> um, Joshua Waugh on the PK, outstanding, and yeah. just kind of a, a grinder winning some key draws. And Tyson Hines, the defenseman from the queue, mm-hmm. the big rangy blue liner who ate maybe four or five blocks, especially on the kill, I thought he was outstanding. And whenever he had to get the puck out of his zone, made a smart play, dealt with issues, and moved things out. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to him because you're going to get a lot of love for Brant Clark. Yeah, You can get a lot of love for Olin Zellweger, and appropriately slow, so. Mm-hmm. But as the tournament went on, Hines is one of those guys that you look at and you say, that's a guy you win with. Yeah, He's maybe not on the score sheet every night. Well, that's a guy, big, tall, rangy, physical, smart in his own end. You like a lot of what you saw there. So yeah. I, I was really impressed with some of the guys on the blue line who maybe didn't know as much about. Yeah, I felt it was more probably more uh, probably the most 
I, I would think it was the more the most complete effort of the of the metal of the metal round for sure from Canada. It was um, outside. You know, yeah, they had the little gap there at the end of the third period, and and with the with the with where the checks were gonna get uh, to tie it. But it's not like I don't. Yeah, it, it was it was just a really solid game. Good special teams. Good on the penalty kill. Uh, you know, Dylan Gunther, the six power play goals in the tournament. Um, believe that was a record. Uh, for Canadian as well, so yeah, it's it's a solid group, and I I think it was like we talked to Lou, and Lou was a little suspect on this group for a long time. Like he he saw the yeah. team, he was you know like where was it going to be, where was it going to come from? He was worried about their checking and everything, and in the end, back to back gold medals they got here. Well, they had a handful of guys down the roster, mm-hmm. and shout out because this is a team that had a lot of WHL guys. On yeah, actually. I think it was oh, yeah. nine, maybe actually. 11 WH, 11 members from the WHL, nine of them players, and a couple members of the coaching staff as well. Um, and then four players from the O, four, four players from the Q. So the dub was really well represented and frankly could have had more players mm-hmm. there. Thinking of the two guys in uh, Moose Jaw, in Braden Yeager, and um, the other draft eligible for the upcoming season. I'm forgetting his name. Same right. tonight, actually, with the Hitman plan. Yes, but uh, they uh, got a couple there that both could have uh, been called to this team and didn't end up getting the call, but nine. Ryder Korzak? Right, uh, no, that's no. not him. He hasn't been drafted yet. Furkus. Yeah, Jager Furkus, um, who's going to be a top 10 pick this year. Yeah. Um, a stop Chuck plays in the WHL. Love seeing that for him. Um, down a little bit further down the lineup and just a guy who was out there killing <laughs> time, eating time. <laughs> that late was Citronic's first big save after yeah, his it was. He was on the stop Chuck. Yeah, the, the toe save <laughs> yeah. where he almost buried the game right there. Yeah, um, Three-peat might be tough because I was just looking at uh, Scott Wheeler, who does a lot of um, NHL prospect coverage for The Athletic, does a great job. Um, had a, a tweet out yesterday before the contest uh, talking about returnees for the 2024 World Juniors. you got to think how many draft eligibles are actually going to be back next year. Well, there's only four players who are eligible to return for Canada. Okay. Connor Bedard. Probably not coming back. Adam Fantilli. Probably not coming back. Probably not. Owen Beck. I could see it. Yeah. He was the one. He was the 15th guy, right? Yeah. He was the one who was called exactly. late into he, the tournament yeah, when everyone in. got hurt. Exactly. Colton Dock went down. Yeah. The Montreal prospect. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kevin Korchinski, the yes. Blackhawks prospect, yes. who was playing third pair, right side. He's more of a, an offensively minded guy. He can play a two way game. With Seattle, but yeah, he yeah. didn't. He didn't uh, necessarily pop to me. But at the same time, you always want one guy at least who <laughs> is going to be able to return for you. So that's four, four players that are going to be able to return for Canada. The U.S. has ten. <laughs> Sweden has eleven. Whoa. Uh, the Finns have seven, including Flames prospect Topi Roni. And the Czechs have six. So I'm not saying it's going to be impossible, but it's not going to be like this year where I think they had like nine guys who had returned. Yeah. And, and they can go get, get Shane Wright. They can go get Dylan Gunther. Yes. Loaned. Because uh, I don't think whoever takes Connor Bedard will be loaning him to Canada. I would doubt it. I would doubt that. It very would much. depend on where he lands, but <laughs> I very much doubt uh, that he's going to be playing at this tournament. But hey. Two trips, he two set golds. a ton of records, got two golds, 
um, and just an absolute rock star interview mm-hmm. uh, after winning gold. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> that's another. Didn't thing. want to talk about himself. No, that's exactly it. It's like, hey, hey like, yeah, I get it. Like, only team, like, no, no points, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, the my teammates <laughs> picked picked everything up here. Uh, <laughs> you know what? There's gonna be days in the in the NHL where Connor Bedard is not gonna have a point. So get used to it, Connor. Someone want to tell McDavid that that would be lovely. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That guy doesn't know how to stop scoring. <sighs> Man, he's unbelievable right yeah. now. Uh, Oilers beat the Islanders four to two yesterday. Yeah, McDavid got two assists, oh, really? five hundred assists. Yeah, and he's um, he's very young when he's doing this as well. What um, is he like? Twenty twenty six. He is one of the fewest players, <laughs> or one of the fast, fewest games to 500 career assists in NHL history. Gretzky, 352 games. Mario Lemieux, 433. Peter Stastny, 507. Nice. Bobby Orr, 522. Ooh. And as of yesterday, Connor McDavid, ah. 527 games to get to 500 career assists. Almost an assist per game clip. Go stang. I. I I don't know if I said this on the air or it was off air yesterday, but he's at, what, 772 points now? In 527 games. He is going to get 1,000 within the next two years. Yeah, you said that to me off the air. Yeah. And I went, what's he at? 772. He's going to get 1,000 before the age of 29. Oh, yeah. 100%. If he keeps up this rate, as long as he doesn't get hurt again. Like, it's unbelievable. And, you know... With everything Connor Bedard did at this tournament, mm-hmm. you have obviously people on social media comparing, contrasting the two. We kind of talked about it off air too. Mm-hmm. I don't think Connor Bedard is going to be what Connor McDavid is because the basis of hockey is skating, and Connor Bedard doesn't skate like Connor McDavid does. Nobody he does. The, nobody nobody has ever does. played this game. Nobody does. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Bedard is. Yeah. You see him weave through some defenders, especially yeah. at this tournament, mm-hmm. and you saw shades of when it feels like the pocket is collapsing around McDavid to steal a football term, mm-hmm. and he rolls out yep. he and fires Mahomes. a dart. He maneuvers. He finds his and way. finds Tyreek Hill in the or end zone. Kelsey or something. Or, yeah. yeah. Pat Mahomes has more tools around him, but it's fine. <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah. It's not always fun to watch being in Calgary, mm-hmm. but man, and that's this where guy. you're like, if you're like Bedard, you get into a situation, you want to, you want him to have him in a situation where it's, it might not have to be all on him right away. I was thinking about this. If you look at the bottom 10 teams in the NHL right now by standings, is there someone that you say that's where I'd like to see we bring up a stand Connor here. Bedard? Cause you're looking at the Blackhawks. The Blue Jackets, the Ducks, Sharks, Coyotes, Canadiens, Flyers, Canucks, Panthers, and Senators. Those are your bottom 10 teams by the NHL standings as of this morning. And Florida does not have a first-round pick. so And Florida doesn't have a first-round pick, so technically they can't do it. But nevertheless, of the other nine teams then, where would you like to see them go? Chicago is one that I think Chicago's I keep coming been the, around to. I think Chicago's been the team that I've... Really wanted to see him go there for a long time, uh, just to see, like, just to see what the heck you know. <laughs> that would be amazing, you know. 
Patrick it, Kane would stay, I would think. I wonder. Well, <laughs> the thing is, if he's still there, yeah. would he return at that yeah. point? Oh, because he'd go play with Connor Bedard for yeah. the start of his career while I close out mine. But at that time, I don't know. I think once you close that chapter, I think that chapter's. Yeah. I think that's. Philadelphia's interesting. Yeah. Philadelphia would be really interesting. Like, oh, that city needs. I think Frank mentioned it with Eric Lindros. Like, they need it. They, it's been a while. And Philly's. The NHL is a fun place with Philly's good. That feels like an Adam Fantilli type of town. Uh, possibly, yeah, yeah. Philly would. Yeah, he's got a little bit of third overall. He's got a little bit of a bite to his game. Yeah, okay, I could see that. Obviously, there's the Bedard connection, Vancouver. That would be obviously. Uh, I don't want that. No, I don't think anybody here on here wants that. <laughs> um, I want to deal with two Connors four times a year. Quit naming children Connor and then having them play hockey. Yeah, and be like, they're all pretty good. Extremely good at it. <laughs> Hellebuck, McDavid, Bedard. Yeah, there you go. There's three of them right there. <laughs> Vesna, Hart, and your World Junior MVP. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, like... Chicago's doing a good job of Chicago's making sure they really hold on to this job. thing. Eh? All they got to do is trade a couple guys, and this thing's really going to bottom out. What, a team Eight up- wins in 37 games. Yeah. And it's... only four overtime losses. Exactly. Columbus, they've never picked first overall. Nah. But again, it's a market. It's like, hey, you want Connor Bedard in Columbus? No, <laughs> definitely not. I don't know why, but I just don't. <laughs> you don't know why you don't, don't want him there? Why. I you just don't, don't want, him, want there. him there. I don't know why. There's something about it. I just think that's. <laughs> nope. No. Yeah, I mean, like, it's. The, the teams that have planned for this Anaheim, Chicago, probably the two that have done the best job at doing this right now, Arizona, is like, hey, we're. You know. <laughs> I like Chicago because he's not yeah. in division, mm-hmm. so you don't have to see him. And you big know, market it doesn't have to be a problem. Big market, but you still get to see him more than just once because he plays for an Eastern Conference team. That's kind of where I'm at. But a lot of runway still to go. Um, you know, this is where we remind you that one point the St. Louis Blues were the worst team in the NHL, and they won the Stanley Cup. Right Black- around this time of year. You think the Blackhawks will get on a little turn No, here? I think it's different. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a fair point by you. Um, Oilers, uh, the Islanders lost yesterday. Yeah. Now they come down the road, down the QE2. and a 50-minute uh, flight. Stop here in... Cal- they don't drive? Hmm. <laughs> uh, Sam Cosentino is going to join us just after 7 to talk World Juniors and a little NHL. Greg Picker, who does color for the New York Islanders on the radio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to join us just after 8 o'clock. And our boy Derek Will is going to wrap up the show at 8.30. We got the morning report, but it is the Flames and it is the Islanders tonight. Um, when you look at the Islanders, mm. yeah, that's kind of my reaction as well. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Right now, much like the Calgary Flames, they're in the second wild card spot, 22-16 and two on the season, five, four, and one in their last 10. In that very difficult metropolitan division, keeping their head above water right now, mm-hmm. it is two metropolitan teams in the wild card berths, as it's looking like it's probably going to shake out that way out east this season. But they're getting some good goaltending from Ilya Sorokin. Matt Barzell eventually scored a goal and is still continuing to produce. He's got 40 points on the year. He's having a solid season. Mm-hmm. Brock Nelson was named their all-star nominee, yep. um, who's having another under-the-radar year, as he usually does. Him and Anders Lee are usually good for, like, 30 tucks, and they'll just, you'll have no idea. You'll yep. just look at the end of the uh, year. Oh, yeah, 
30 and 65 points. Guys. There you go. No problem. Um, thoughts on the Islanders? Yeah, it's a it's a team that I, I kind of see a lot of similarities with the Calgary Flames a little bit as they're a team that uh, every game matters right now where they're just barely holding on above uh, above the playoff spot. Uh, I, it's definitely an improvement from last year's group. Uh, we know what happened with last year's. They were, they were hurt a lot by COVID injuries. Uh, the road trip at the start of the year as well. Uh, it's kind of where I figured about where the Islanders would kind of shake out coming back into this year that they would probably not be as bad as they were last year, but they would probably be one of those teams fighting for uh, a wild card spot. Uh, it's it's an interesting group. I wasn't that impressed with them last night, that's for sure. Mm. Um, they were they didn't look uh, they looked a little uh, looked a little loss at points in that game. Uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see tonight. This is a game you you. You're on the back-to-back. This is a team that Flames been waiting for you here for a couple days now. Uh, this is why it does feel like another three-twos type of game, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> uh, some things to know about the Islanders. They're getting strong goaltending this year. Yeah. They got a 9 team save percentage, which is third best in the NHL to only the... Can you guess? Mm, let's say... It's easier than you'd think. Winnipeg. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Boston. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Nice job. <laughs> Wasn't that hard? No. <laughs> it's the two teams that allow the least amount of goals, I guess. <laughs> the Islanders have score or they're two for seven on the power play in their last three games. Uh, starting to show an increase after they were held off the score sheet for a very long time. They get a lot of production from their blue line. The Islanders have scored yeah. an NHL last twenty five goals from their defensemen this hey, season. And Calgary's got like the sixth most from defensemen. See similarities here. Coyotes are twenty four. Capitals twenty three. Panthers have twenty one goals. The Flames are coming up shortly after that. Matt Barzell is starting to heat up. Uh, the Islanders slow starters, fewest goals in the first period this season. They have twenty three. Only two teams have less. The Blackhawks have eighteen, and the Blue Jackets have nineteen. So see if you can get the jump on them, try and get a couple early goals, and expect that even if you fire 45 shots on net, mm-hmm. two or three is probably what we're going to see. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to watch, uh, see what Noah Dobson brings tonight. This is the guy that, have, uh, another up-and-coming defenseman. Uh, another or, former World Junior former member. Former World Junior member as well. Uh, as a guy of the Maybe as a possibility of if can as another defenseman for Canada in a, in a in a possible tournament as well. But this is a guy that nobody's lost. Yep. But yeah, uh, this, this is a solid group, and they can catch you off guard easily here. And like I will probably see Semyon Varlamov tonight. Sorokin went last night, so mm-hmm. uh, lines of practice Thursday. Dylan Dubé, Elias Lindholm, Tyler Toffoli stayed together. Mm-hmm. Basically, everybody stayed together. Milan Lucic with your Flames representative All Star. Nazem Kadri uh, playing the center position. Mm-hmm. Huberto off on the right. Backlund, Coleman, and Mangiapane. And then Zahorna skating with Rizicka and Lewis with Brett Ritchie still not able to skate. Uh, Pairs stayed the same. Yeah. Stone was Zadorov, Tanner Wiegev, ha- Tanev and Weger, Hannafin and Anderson, and Markstrom was in the starters net yesterday. So we'll see what happens as uh, this one rolls a little bit closer. We'll get more in skate a little bit later on, too. But you got more to report. I do. Locked and loaded. We got some great news uh, from the Buffalo Bills yesterday. Oh, my God, yes. We have a busy slate in the NHL to go over. It is a Friday, so let's ride this train into the weekend, baby. We'll take a quick break. Sports at 960 The Fan. Oh, would you look at that? It's the first weekend of 2023. 
Happy Friday, folks. Thanks for joining the show. Big show in the morning. George Russick, I don't know, maybe he'll be back next week. TBD, we'll find out. I'm excited for his inevitable return. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. He's going to show up one day and be like, hey, oh, George is here. Oh, Maybe well, I should prep the morning report. But while he's gone, Marty Dumont's doing it. We love that. My name is Matt Rose. Brody's in the other room running the board. And it's time for the morning report. Brought to you by the good people over at MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs because they'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% mm. on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. We say good morning to Patty Dumas. Flames Islanders tonight before the Flames venture out on the road. Canada on search for back-to-back gold medals. But would Czechia deny them that right on home soil? Hmm. And the Hitmen, they're in action tonight. Mm-hmm. And the Hitmen are in action as well. And uh, some great news involving Damar Hamlin. It is a Calgary Flames game day wel- welcoming Matt Barzell and the New York Islanders to the Scotiabank Saddledome in a similar spot to the Flames. They're in a wild card spot. Not a, loom- not a lot of room for error right now either. Uh, they lost 4-2 last night in Edmonton. Well, the Flames are coming off their 17th one-goal loss of the year, 3-2 to the Jets on Tuesday night. Uh, and Daryl, he addressed those uh, those one-goal games and, uh, you know, whether or not the team want, he sees more comfort in these one-goal games. No. 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 You want to win those one-goal games. That's the difference, right? If you look, just take Winnipeg and Calgary the other night, why has one team got more, split, more points? Seven extras, right? I think they, we were seven overtimes and they were uh, yeah, like they, they, they haven't even been in a shootout. They've won all those games in overtime, so those are all one-goal games. So that's the difference. The only reason you're talking about is because they're one-goal games. Yeah. If the five of them were, were wins instead of losses then or overtimes, that's the difference. That's all it is. So there you go. The Flames, they, they played a lot of overtime games, and they're not getting wins in those overtime games. That's seven overtime losses, I believe he was saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 24 one-goal games. Yeah. It leads the NHL. It's three more than anybody else. The Golden Knights and Kings have played in 21, and the Flames' record in those games is 10-7-7. and seven. Mm. It's not great. The overtime point is a valid one, but the reason that they were losing in overtime is because they kept taking penalties in overtime, and then they were scored on in a four-on-three in an overtime situation. It's so not it's just one thing. It's it's a it's a it's a rash of things that go on in these one-goal games. Whether it's a a mistake in their own end late that costs them, and they the can't, opposite end, and they the don't track end. back well. Yeah, like yeah, it's 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 more than I think just getting it to overtime for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, same lines at practice yesterday. So you'll be disappointed if uh, you're expecting something else. Uh, Brett Ritchie still not skating. Uh, the Pat Steinberg Telethon in support of the Salvation Army's coat drive at tonight's Flames game. Uh, if you're going down to the Dome tonight, I know Maddie and about 39 other people are. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, bring a new or Look gen- out yeah. world. <laughs> bring a new or gently used winter coat. Uh, you can drop your donations off in the West Lobby when you arrive. That's the main entrance. Noted. I'm going to bring a coat. Good. Uh, and that telethon with Steinberg and friends begins at 4 o'clock. With Flames Talk, warm-up goes at 6 with Pat and Lou. Derek and Lou have the call a little bit after 7 right here on Sportsnet 960. You can watch it on Sportsnet West. Uh, and now some Kadri heading to his first All-Star game to represent the uh, the Calgary Flames for the Pacific Division in his first year with the Flames. Congrats to Nazem. Uh, you will have your chance to vote for more Flames 
uh, over on Twitter and at NHL.com slash vote. It's your civic duty to send Rasmus Anderson to Sunrise. <laughs> uh, Calgary Hitman looking for a third win on the Saskatchewan road trip tonight in Moose Jaw. Taking on the Warriors. Oh, let's go. Oh, a really good Warrior team, too. Uh, and they're going to be a little jaded <laughs> because one of their teammates, Martin Rosavi, plays for Czechia. Czech, yeah, yeah. And then we already talked about Jager Furkus and yeah. Braden Jaeger and Ryder Korzak, who all maybe could have been at least talked about for the Canadian. Yeah. Not Korzak, he's too old, but the other two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Warriors Hitman go tonight, 6 o'clock. You'll be able to find this one over on our alternate feed uh, with Brad Curl, sportsnet.ca. Slash nine sixty. They play the Pats on Sunday. John probably won't be back. Maybe no, nope. but I was going to mention last trip for Connor Bedard as a member of the Regina Pats here in Calgary, yeah. February the first. It's, it's a up. Wednesday. You don't want to yeah. miss it. Yeah, I uh, hope maybe they'll open up the second deck. Maybe up for. I it. doubt it. No. Mm-hmm. no. We'll see. Uh, busy night around the NHL. Uh, four Canadian teams in action. Let's get to it. Mitch Marner. In pursuit of 500 points, looking to become the second Leaf in as many games to hit that milestone after Austin Matthews did it against St. Louis earlier in the week. Uh, they welcome the Kraken. Marner gets .499 on Tavares' goal to make it 1-1 midway through the second. But that would be all the scoring for the Leafs. 14 seconds later, Vince Dunn scores. Uh, then a couple minutes later, Jared McCann would make it 3-1. And in the waning moments of that middle frame, Seattle puts Toronto away for good. Heberly flings it, Beneers gets it, scores! A dart! Hey, hey, what do you say? Matty Beneers, 235 left in the second period. 4-1, to one, Seattle. First time All-Star as a rookie, Matty Beneers, his 13th. Alex Wenberg would make it 5 Crack and win 5-1. One. one of two rookies going to the All-Star. Who's the other one? Oh Quick. My God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Plays in the Pacific know. Division. Oh. Logan Thompson. Oh, my God. Uh, goaltending. Yeah. Also, no defenseman. Z- zero yeah. in the East. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't check McCarr all the West. for the Central. Okay. Yeah, Morsi right for the Jets. And Eric Carlson for the Sharks. Yeah. Three defensemen for, <laughs> for four teams. So when you were saying it's your civic duty to vote in Rasmus Anderson, like <laughs> the, Pacific need, the Pacific needs He's, another blue liner. Like, where are you? Where, like, yeah, come on. What are you gonna do, yeah. Quinn Hughes? Come on! Come on! Come on. Darnell Nurse? Come on! <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> no. Uh, get Rasmus Anderson to Sunrise. Uh, Lahabi Tom back home after a long seven-game road trip uh, where they didn't do much winning. Lost the last six of those games in a row. Uh, maybe being back at Bell Center would help. Checks notes. Uh, no. No. Uh, Philip Heedle had two goals. Rangers win four-one. Mm. Uh, Max Pacioretty playing in his first action of the season, also making his hurricane debut. Blew his Achilles out in the offseason. Yeah, like quite a month after being traded from Vegas. Quite a quick recovery, honestly. Really? Like, you think it's like this is I like thought a lot of people nine ex- month injury. A lot of people thought he was going to be back like trade deadline. That's that's why I was like, like, like all star break, and then like Frank's like, no, he's going to play like tonight. <laughs> he's going to play today. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, with the game tied at, uh, they're taking on the Predators. Uh, pick this one up early in the third period game, tied at three. Johansson peels up at the right circle, puts it on goal, and it's tipped in. Mark Jankowski gives the Preds their first lead of the game with a beautiful tip-in goal. 4-3 Nashville with 14.54 left in the third. Is he still the best player out of that draft? I know that guy. Oh, it's about 10 years. About 10 years now. I don't think we need to do that. Okay. Do we? No. 
Uh, old pal Mark Jankowski gets the winner off the Johansson tip. Predators with the upset, 5-3. Patch ready, no points, but six shots in 16 minutes of action. Uh, Alex Ovechkin and the Capitals taking on Johnny Hockey's Blue Jackets. Uh, with two goals in this game, Alex Ovechkin could get another record, becoming the first player 37 or older to have two goals or more in three straight games. Uh, with the game tied at 2-2 midway through the second, Capitals looking for another lead. Strom with a setup. Gets a return. Strom walks it in. Big shot. Deflects. On net. Score! A fortunate bounce for Washington. Strom's soft wrister floated past Merzlikens. And that gives the Capitals a 3-2 lead. It actually bounced off Martin Ferreveri's lid and in. Uh, up and over. Oh, bucket bingo. Yeah, bucket bingo. Capitals uh, score four more unanswered. Ovechkin just had one. What a slacker. Yeah, pick it up, Ovi. Jesus, 29th of the season. Soft. <laughs> He's, I, I think it's 809. Yeah, because he had 808 after his last two. So I think he's had 809. So. He has uh, moved within one marker of time. Longtime Capitals forward Mike Gartner. For Mike Gartner, pardon me, for the most 30 goal seasons in NHL history. Jesus. With 17. Underrated goal score there, Mike Gartner. Everybody talks to Gretzky, Ovi. Mark Gartner was up there, too. <laughs> the-, the 32 players named to an NHL All Star team have a combined 4,833 career regular season goals. Ovi accounts for nearly a fifth of them. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, the Yo Yo St. Louis Blues taking on the Devils. Robert Thomas That's had, good. I like that. Yeah, Robert Thomas had a couple goals and an assist as the Blues beat Jersey 5-2. to two. Uh, Flyers returning. <laughs> Flyers are returning home after a nice 3-2 road trip. Looking for their third straight against the Coyotes, uh, who are in the midst of another road trip. Uh, Pick things up in the second period. Fresh off Ivan Provorov scoring their four, uh, the fourth goal of the period for the Flyers. Power play. Looking for more. Cross waiting, holding. Gets it back, connecty, cross ice, he's the blast, he scores! Make it five second period goals for the Flyers. Hayes on the board, breaking a 10-game goal in Strout. First time All-Star Kevin Hayes. He was a healthy scratch and he's going to the All-Star game, but he's the best player. Yeah, a lot of Philly media was rattled that it's not Travis Konecki. What? But, okay, All right. Travis Ken- Sure. Kevin Hayes, literally scratched by John Tortorella. Because he sucked. And then, <laughs> and then there was towards Saint. <laughs> he said that. And then we he suck. also he also said about Kevin Hayes. Never mind. Uh, ah. <laughs> Don't have that one ready. Oh, Sorry, boys. Oh, jeez. He could have just played. We sucked, but you know, <laughs> we him and Kevin Hayes we didn't sucked. get along. And then there was a media battle where. Torts accused the media of turning him on Kevin Hayes. And it was you're the, you're the one who scratched him, so he's an all star. Oh, Neato. Good, good for Kevin Hayes. Morgan, for Kevin Hayes. Morgan Frost, the four point night. Philly wins five two. Islanders playing the first back to back in Alberta in the Alberta capital. Of course, uh, they'll be in the uh, Flames opponent tonight. Oilers looking to snap their five game home losing streak. Connor McDavid looking for a personal milestone as he came into this game just two assists off of five hundred for his career. Uh, well, he got that one out of the way. In the first period after the first two goals. Hmm? Yeah, Leon Dreisaitl, his 22nd. Uh, and then Kyler Yamamoto's goal right before the end of the first. Oilers now up 3-1, looking for that proverbial dagger late in the second. It is Dreisaitl to get it out. Nice pass. He'll give it to Hyman. Sprung on a breakaway. Hyman scores! Zach Hyman pulls it to the backhand, and the Oilers are up. 
Cameron Moon on the call. 6.30, Chad. Oilers win 4-2. Avalanche and Canucks out in Vancouver. Avs got out to a 2-0 lead, but they've been known to blow in the leads this year. A lot of them. Hmm? Larson, right wing for McKayev. Down low for Kuzmenko. Side of the goal to the backhand. He scores. What a goal by Andre Kuzmenko. Here's Patterson behind the net. Around the far side. Backhand wraparound. Kuzmenko digs it home. He scores again. Devontae's far corner. Turned it over. Comes to Horvat. Side of the goal. Low backhand. Stopped by Georgiev. Rebound for Besser. He scores. The Andre Kuzmenko show. Oh, Tied it. Nice. And then the Canucks all-star Bo Horvat would get the winner. JT Miller gets an empty netter. Knucks win 4-2. Wild. Good for them. Good for them, man. They're still hanging around there. Still hanging around. Every time they I look at this, they need to catch Colorado, and that was a big win. Every time I'm looking at the standings, I'm like, what? What is the bubble? <laughs> How big is the bubble? Because right now the Flames are 43 points, the Canucks are six points out. They do have a game in hand. That feels like the bubble, mm-hmm. but it also feels like you're pretty close to being cut off. Yeah, like I think, uh, especially when we're hearing Frank Cervalli talk about how the Predators and the Blues are looking at maybe moving out some pieces, and those are the two teams ahead of you. Yeah. Which means maybe you need to take a little bit of a reality check. That's Canada. Uh, It might take (laughs) a little while here. Uh, Golden Knights and Pens in Sin City. Jack Eichel back in the lineup for the first time in 11 games. Uh, He made his presence known early. Wow, works it loose. Has Eichel trying to get it to him. He does. Eichel with room. Great Sean McDonough on the call for ESPN there. Uh, yeah, welcome back, Jack Eichel. Not the not like Vegas missed him or anything. They're a wagon. Uh, they would make it 4 nothing before the Penguins finally score uh, 5-2 the final there. Uh, last game on this busy uh, Thursday, Kings and Bruins in L.A. Of course, no Jake DeBrusque for Beantown as he's going to miss quite some time with a fractured leg and an injured hand. Uh, let's pick this one up in the third period. Game tied at 2. Push to the far side, it's centered. It never got to a Bruins stick. Carlo would drive, deflected. They score! It's Trent Frederick. Lino's got it back of the net. Centers out in front. Frederick shoots. He scores! Trent Frederick again! Trent Frederick, the hero, as he scores two goals in under a minute. David Pasternak will put it into an empty net. 5-2 Bruins. Uh, five other games not involving the Flames on this Friday. The Predators, uh, they're back-to-back with the Capitals also on a back-to-back. Uh, Panthers there in the Motor City to take on the Red Wings. The Jets host the Lightning at 6 o'clock. Yotes there in Chi-Town to take on the Blackhawks. And at 10 o'clock, the Ducks host the Sharks. Eric Carlson looking to put a franchise record 13-game point streak on the line. Mm. He can become the seventh NHL blue line in the last 30 years with a point streak of 14 games. Great comeback for Eric Carlson. And they'll Love still that. lose. <laughs> they'll probably still lose because the Ducks, you know, they're playing okay, good maybe, maybe they won't lose. <laughs> uh, Canada and Czechia for all the marbles in Halifax. Building absolutely insane. All red everywhere. Could feel the electricity from 4,800 kilometers away. Uh, felt like it was going to be a special night. Pretty quiet start from both teams. But it was a little uh, before the 13-minute mark. Coyote prospect. I guess not even a prospect. He plays for the Coyotes now. Dylan Gunther uh, absolutely wires it by Suchanik. Great ping as well. Love that. Uh, Gunther's sixth. All come via the power play so far in this tournament. Factor in a little later. Uh, Canada leads 1-0, and they would hold that lead through the first checks. I thought, yeah, good answer for Canada after uh, on the counter after that uh, first goal. But Thomas, uh, Thomas Millick, man, he was outstanding. Yeah, very good. A very great story. Mm-hmm. Um, just continues to impress, and it's kind of the deal with Canadian goalies of late, right? Like, 
there hasn't necessarily been an, an A++ prospect yeah. since Sebastian Cosa and before that like I mean, I mean, you remember like look at the look at the names like none like you want like yeah they're NHL I mean Carey Price obviously with Justin Pokey there was a guy who took Canada by storm one of the best junior goalies around when he played didn't really have the NHL career like you want but still goaltending is weird Sam Montembo yeah. was another guy. Yeah. Uh, Zach Fucali mm-hmm. was another guy. Oh, yeah. Mason McDonald was there once. Mm-hmm. Like, how would those guys do it? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, scary moment early in the second uh, as Caden Bakier runs into uh, Suchanik on a breakaway. Goal goes in the net, uh, or puck goes in the net, but uh, so did the goalie. So it's waved off for goalie yeah, because of contact made with the goalie. Bakier lands awkwardly on Suchanik's left leg. Yeah. Didn't look like it. The camera was just I thought showing he was gonna, him. I thought he was done for like, sure. He's just like screaming, screaming. in agony. And then like, just, the camera just... Whoop, whoop, checking your face out. Yeah, look oh, at him. Oh, oh look oh, at him. Oh. He's going to cry. <laughs> Show it. Show him crying. Oh, my God. But uh, he'd stay in the game. And then we uh, could make a couple huge saves right after. Uh, one on Ostapchuk and then the second on Stankoven. But the, the, the diving toe hook pass from Bedard. My God, that was it like, was nasty, absolutely nasty. Oh, just like, and then uh, the captain on his birthday probably needed to make an appearance. And boy, did he dances through the checks along the boards, and then with a wicked backhand pass to Shonic, two nothing Canada. Ethan Del Mastro would ring one off the post a few minutes later. A lot of lot Canada. There's rolling right now, looking for the kill shot. Uh, this is the longest in a game that Connor Bedard has gone without showing up on the score sheet. He scored in every game up to this point. Uh, the Czechs were doing everything they could to keep him from getting any sort of clean look. Uh, now to the third period. Canada trying to shut it down and find that third goal. With seven and a half left, the Czechs would find their first goal. Edward Saleh fires it off the iron, but overtime hero from the semis, Yuri Kulich, Sabres prospect, puts it in the net. Uh, buckle up, working for quite the finish. And just 64 seconds later, Jakob Kos ties it. Silence was deafening around the Scotiabank Center. This one needed some overtime. Uh, Yuri Kulich, who uh, got the Czech's first goal and the winner versus the Swedes. Pressure by Brant Clark. Turns the puck over. Canada in on a two-on-one. Uh, great tournament. Probably could have been on the tournament team if it wasn't for Connor Bedard. Uh, Joshua Waugh finds Dylan Gunther. His second of the night, the golden goal. Canada goes back-to-back winning gold at the World Juniors. Czechs get their first medal since the 05 edition when they won bronze. Uh, great tournament. Obviously, overall, the U.S winning bronze medal in a wild 8-7 bronze medal game against Sweden. Uh, All-tournament team, Connor Bedard, Logan Cooley, Yuri Kulich, David Juracek, Ludwig Ganson, and in net, Thomas Uchanik. Three checks on the all-tournament team. Pretty impressive. They were good. They were really impressive. They came from being a team that people were like, yeah, maybe maybe play for bronze, to these guys were a wagon lookout, Mm -hmm. and... Canada certainly had their hands full. Yes, uh, next year's tournament will take place in Gothenburg, Sweden, uh, as the tournament shifts back to Europe. Um, to the NFL now, amazing news on Thursday uh, for Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, who's been uh, who is alert and has shown substantial improvement in his recovery after suffering cardiac arrest during this past Monday's game versus the Bengals. Uh, Doctor Timothy Pritz uh, said that Hamlin is considered still considered critically ill, and that significant progress is still needed but his neurological condition appears to be intact, according to the doctor. Uh, still a long way to go, but compared to where we were on Monday night heading into Tuesday morning, this is great news. Uh, saw that Mario Hamlin, who is DeMar's father, mm-hmm. spoke to the Bills via Zoom yeah. and um, had encouraged them that you know DeMar would want them to be playing in this game this weekend. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so that looks like it's going to be all systems go as the Bills are going to face the Patriots. And uh heard that the Bengals training camp or their, their practice session was uh, uplifted from a lot of the positive news that we had heard throughout the course of the day and as I think well, you're so. going to see that around the entire league yeah. I think all 32 you're see clubs a lot just... of number three jerseys and oh, warm-ups yeah. this, this week oh yeah um and the the fundraiser continues to raise a ton oh, of yeah, money for his charity well over so. seven million dollars now and that was yesterday that was yesterday um to the actual NFL this week week 18 is here the last week of the regular season and still 19 teams have a chance at the postseason uh, and that 19 is 19 t- teams. Yeah, that's tied for the third most heading into the final week of the year. That includes everybody who's clinched. Everybody obviously. who's clinched as well. Yes. Wow. So 19 that's... teams uh, <sighs> still have a shot at the postseason. Uh, Saturday night, we'll see a contest to decide the AFC South in Jacksonville as the Jaguars play host to the Tennessee Titans. Joshua Dobbs gets his second straight th- uh, second straight start for the Titans. It's expected Derrick Henry will be back after missing the previous two games, and they will need him. That one goes a little bit after 6 o'clock. The Chiefs and Raiders will get the day started at 2.30. A win by the Chiefs will assure all roads to the Super Bowl in the AFC lead through the lead through Arrowhead. Uh, of course, Sunday we'll see a ton of games that matter as well. The NFC East still hanging in the balance as the Eagles still need a win to assure themselves of the division and the top seat in the conference. Cowboys still have a shot at that top seat and the division, but they need a win and hope the Eagles and the Niners lose. The final playoff spot in the NFC will come down to the final game of the year. The Green Bay Packers hosting the Detroit Lions. A win from Green Bay will clinch them a spot. Detroit needs a win and hope that the Seahawks lose earlier in the day to the Rams. Seattle gets in with a win and a Packers loss. And if you were still wondering what happens to the Bills and Bengals game as regarding to the top seed in the AFC, that game has been officially canceled. And to keep the competitive balance going... Yeah, it's going to be kind of... Yeah, I got to clear my... They got to mix things up a bit yeah. here. It's unfortunate because it means the Bengals-Ravens game doesn't mean anything this, this weekend. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So if the Chiefs and Bills both win their Week 17 matchups, or rather their Week 18 matchups, uh, both and they both happen to meet in the AFC Championship game, that game will be played at a neutral site. Yeah. Uh, if the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals all lose this week and the Bills and Chiefs meet in the AFC Championship game, that game would also be played at a neutral site. If the Chiefs and Bills lose and the Bengals win, the AFC Championship game involving any of Buffalo and Kansas City versus Cincinnati would also be played at a neutral site. And if the Bill, or sorry, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Finally, it's the Bengals and the and the Ravens. Yeah, and if, even more problems, if the Ravens who win with a win will have swept the Bengals this year, but would still have a worse winning percentage because they only played seven. They played 17 games compared to the Bengals' 16. Uh-huh. Would not outright win the division. So how are they deciding home field, Patty? Yeah. So if they do meet in a wild card game next week, the Ravens and Bengals, that game will be decided the host by a coin toss. Coin toss. All of this subject to approval today, uh, when they all meet. It's chaos. It is. Chaos. And if none of that made sense to you. That probably makes sense, and you'll be able to <laughs> read about it or, or just wait for the weekend to end, and someone will tell you what happened. You don't want chaos? Chiefs win. <laughs> yeah. Chiefs win Saturday 2.30, <laughs> then it doesn't matter. It's yeah. easy. But if they don't, there's heaps of big games. Mm-hmm. You can have three in the first set, Patriots, Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Browns, and Steelers, and then every game in the afternoon, 
would have some sort of relevance except for the Chargers, Broncos, Giants, Eagles, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, Cowboys, Commanders, and of course the Sunday Niner Lions, Packers. That's a big one too. Wild Sunday. And uh, short, quickly here before we uh, end the morning report, Toronto Raptors back in action tonight, taking on the New York Knicks. Raptors one game out of that final Eastern play-in spot uh, behind the Chicago Bulls. Uh, that one goes at 530 on Sportsnet and could be uh, the Raptors are the first team to probably get this trade deadline motor going. Uh, as Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. are both in option years and could be on the move as the Raptors uh, try to figure out what's going on and get this retool off and running. Because uh, it ain't looking all that great right now. Uh, and that is your morning report. Thank you, Patrick. And the morning report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and on 3rd Street Southeast. We got a great rest of the program coming up. One hour down, but hour number two, we're going to do a couple things. We're going to A, tee up the Flames and Islanders. We're going to give you a couple lineup notes and play a little bit of audio for you in the second segment. We've also got uh, Sam Cosentino set to join us in mere moments. We're going to talk about the World Junior Championship, Canada winning back-to-back goals, and who impressed him? Maybe some players from some other teams that may have impressed him as well. Greg Picker does color for the New York Islanders on the radio. He's going to stop by just after 8 o'clock as we kick off hour number three. We'll get the latest on the Isles, who lost up in Edmonton yesterday by a 4-2 score. They have a Vezna-caliber goaltender who we probably won't see tonight because he played yesterday in Edmonton. That's unfortunate. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Derek Wills also set to join us just after 8.30 as we'll get the latest from Flames practice. Um, Peter Labardius going to be back, but he was in the building yesterday too. He was. But he's going to be back for the broadcast tonight. But good, we I'm excited him. to sit down with him soon and, and have a little chat ski about <laughs> how uh, those last two games went because um, a win over the Americans and then a gold medal win all with the young lad. Yeah. Does it get any better? No. That's going to be uh, one of those old MasterCard commercials. Mm-hmm. Priceless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break. Sammy joins us next. Sports at 960 The Fan.